Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize seize the the faith. faith. Welcome to the 141st episode of the Carpe Fide podcast. Happy anniversary, Justin. It's our anniversary? Yes, it's our 141st anniversary of the first time that we reported our podcast. <laughs> We're doing weekly anniversaries on the <laughs> podcast, which kind of makes the anniversary just not as special. Each week we move okay. the Ebenezer. <laughs> here, here we raise it, and then we'll just go to raise it again. Raise so, it again. So many episode Ebenezers. <laughs> episode 141 uh, on the visual medium. You can look at our backgrounds, and um, I feel compelled to talk about pam for some reason that's fine i am i guess just stone drunk no i was just going to say that you probably have a toyota hilux with a machine gun in the in the in the (laughs) bed of it in the in the backyard and a large arsenal somewhere oh definitely maybe a killdozer in the garage you never know lots of gadsden flags throughout the property yeah yeah (laughs) anywho one for each commie it's a visual medium, and uh, we're leaving it purposefully fun so that you have to go look and decide if we describe them accurately without actually telling you what the backgrounds are at all. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if and when I post the YouTube videos. Who knows? Could be any time now. You guys are very or gracious. It could even be already. Regardless, this is our. Uh, this will make it our fifth entry into the fourth one. Wow, you starting to throw out statistics, and we haven't Four. prepared for it. This is our fourth <laughs> entry into our cultural war series. We have, uh, yep, we had week one. We have the uh, the sermon, and then we had uh, last week. Yep, this is our this is our fourth. All right, I can count sometimes. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about resourcing the mission, resourcing the mission, resourcing so, the mission. You can. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, so. You can go I just to wanted one. to take advantage of the new mic that we got because the audio on my end was just absolutely, it was like Bible dingers quality and Whoa. we can do better. Wow. We can do better than that. So one that, week and we upped the game and here we are. Not okay. But we, we love you guys. <laughs> Sorry, Bible dingers. Uh, um, they don't listen to it. But seriously, you should go and listen to the Bible Dingers. Subscribe to them on YouTube. Their content's uh, getting better over there on the YouTubes. Lots of really good discussions. They even had Doug Wilson on. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, they had Doug Wilson talk with their pastor on uh, Post Mill and Ah Mill. It was kind of fun. Awesome. That's what the internet needs is one more discussion of theology. <laughs> that's honestly i was thinking of all the things missing from the internet was probably another discussion on oh zip it let me try again did you know that they interviewed skillet? john john cooper from skillet did you know he did, did they, that they, no i yeah. didn't know they interviewed john cooper from skillet yeah well they what they must have like a bazillion followers then they're getting all these famous people so many followers bazillion that's not even you know what it doesn't even count that high so it just it, it cycles back to zero which is not fair, really. <laughs> Regardless, this is uh, this episode we're going to be resourcing the mission. So if you go back uh, to episode one thirty seven, you can hear about uh, the mission, the the mission of the culture war, uh, which largely for us, uh, which we'll reference later, is the Great Commission. We're going to we we talked uh, we had a we had a sermon kind of speaking into uh, 
uh, the culture war. Um, <clears throat> we had a uh, last week we discussed uh, the enemies, the enemies that were fighting in the culture war. Uh, and all of those kind of give a good context, so I would not, I'm not going to belabor it. Go back and listen, catch up, and then you'll be ready to go. Resourcing so that, the this niche. This is actually our fifth. Yeah, I just realized that we had the whole intro episode about yes. the Culture War series, which is like a pre-Culture War series. So this is our fifth. Yeah. Oh, alas. In Resourcing the Mission, um, we're going to have a two-part. It's kind of a two-part, because the second part is a little more practical. Um little more boots on the ground, if you will. Uh, this first part is going to be a much more meta, as the kids say. Big, big overview. The uh, the big overview of resourcing the mission. Um, so, Jesse, why don't you can, can you encapsulate what the mission was so we don't I don't go rambling on. Yes. About so, um, well, the chief end of man is to is to give God is to glorify God. Hey, Amen. Um, but uh, but in 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 particulars. Uh, we're talking about the, the the great commission right the the end of matthew 28 um you know go into all the world making disciples of every nation baptizing them teaching them to do all that i have commanded you um that is those are our marching orders um from the king of kings so um that's our mission and um there's just tons of different aspects of it and uh resourcing the mission is one of them um we give we give god the glory by going on the great commission. So <clears throat> we need to, uh, we just need to equip ourselves and resourcing is vitally important. And uh, I think it's kind of funny that when we talk about, when you and I were talking about resourcing the mission, we both thought of the same exact historical example that would be oh, appropriate man, that, to is, share. that is, you know what? That's just, that's just exactly what we would do. We, we would think, we would think of the same one, the same historical mission of but when it comes to resourcing the mission so what is <clears throat> what is resourcing the mission maybe that's a great question to answer here that's gonna be the title of this, of this uh, episode uh resourcing the mission um is once you've identified the mission that you're going to the mission objectives that you're, you're headed out to to accomplish you have to be able to know that if you can't resource the mission then the mission will fail and so resources for completing the task that you're on become incredibly um, important when you're talking about warfare. Um, one of the things that leads to the, um, the, the, the loss of a mission, the, the loss of an army, is, is always their ability to be connected to supply lines. And that's why supply lines are so vital when you're on the battlefield. And so when you can attack and disrupt enemy supply lines you can disrupt the whole movement of their of their warfare their their warfare becomes stalled and the whole the whole methods behind the war engine they've created become broken if they can't actually maintain the supply lines they become vitally important uh, and so you don't want to walk into a mission without the right resources and without knowing you can get the resources to where they need to go all of those things are, are key components in, in completing your mission objectives. <clears throat> and when we were talking about it, and we were kind of discussing where we would go with this, we both came up with the same um, mission, if you will, um, in real life to kind of make this connection point, and that would be uh, the Berlin Airlift. Um, so this would be uh, just post-World uh, War II, and we are identifying how to... Um, 
come to an understanding, if you will, with the commies, I mean, the Russians, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and make some sort of dividing lines. Um, and, and so we look, when it comes to the Berlin airlift, uh, you're talking June, 1948 to May, 1949. So it's not what you would call this vast amount of time, but it was such an overwhelming mission that had to be focused specifically, almost exclusively on maintaining supply lines. That was the total objective of the Berlin airlift. Um, and just as spectacularly horrible, I mean, don't get me wrong. The the withdrawal from Afghanistan did move a lot of people very quickly. Um, but when you compare our technology, <laughs> I mean, no, it, only it, they were, if only it moved all of the people very quickly. That's, that's correct. I mean, it, and therefore it wasn't it, for me. It was a complete failure um, on so many levels. Um, but when you consider our technology and what we have to work with and you're like, wow, they moved that's just the most successful airlift ever. And tell you look at the Berlin airlift and you consider what they had to do in the times they had to do it. Uh, and you'd say, no, that Berlin airlift is still way more <laughs> impressive of, uh, of a military, um, I don't know what to call it. Well, it's not, it wasn't part of the war exercise, I guess, if you will. Well, it was, I mean, you get just technically part of like the cold war. Yes, it would have definitely been part of you the know, it was kind of kicked Especially off that, that, that early, tension. Early, yep, it did. It kicked off the early the early aspects of the Cold War 100%. Um, and all this is to say, like, what is the Berlin Airlift? Well, if you've been listening to our podcast um, for any length of time, if you started back at the beginning, you would know we actually did like a whole episode on the Berlin Airlift um, because of the lessons it kind of helps to teach us. It was... Uh, wow, I totally forgot about that. Did we yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did that. We did the long telegram. Just yeah, we, we remember the long telegram. Interesting historical things. And it's not even, I don't even know if we did a whole episode on the Berlin Airlift. I know we talked a lot about it in one particular episode. <laughs> that wasn't the title of the episode by any way. Any stretch of the you know what? If you go back, not you, but not if me. you, a listener, go back and find that episode. I'll send you a sticker pack. I don't even care that because that's wow. if you find that sticker pack, I'll find you a stay. I'll, I'll send you a sticker pack. All right. So they they message you on any of the social medias or email the episode, and the first person gets a sticker pack. Absolutely, oh, get it. Everybody that messages gets a sticker pack. I don't even care. Let's just, oh. we're just throwing all the stickers out. So we're just uh, we're just giving participation trophies out now, are we? That's right. Everybody that does it. Now, if you don't <laughs> do it, you can't win. All right. That's anyway, true. That. Jesse, the Berlin Airlift. Well, you, <clears throat> why don't you? Can you give us an overview of what the Berlin Airlift uh, was? Um, I can. Back to June of 1948. Well, my great grandfather. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> I remember when. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> so basically, right post World War II, um, we have uh, Germany. Uh, you know really messed up um and we've got berlin divided into east berlin and west berlin um west berlin being uh mainly i guess western in its orientation in terms of <laughs> so sorry yes west berlin was western, western no, in terms of ideology. Oh, that makes a lot more sense now. But also, in actuality, yes, <laughs> it was on the west side of the. Anyway, 
Right, Berlin, which was ironically in Eastern Germany, uh, in heavily controlled Soviet-controlled territory. Um, so you can have. I, can I just can I just reassess this map real quick? Why are why did you let me recap? I don't know this, what I was the thinking. Historicity of this. All right, I don't know what I was thinking. So when we when when, <laughs> yep, all right. D-Day happens. The Axis forces land. None of those things I said were terribly wrong. And and that so that would be on the western side of of Europe, and they're moving towards Germany from the west. You have Russia on the eastern side of Europe, moving towards Germany on its eastern front, and the whole goal was to meet in Germany um, and to crush the the Nazi regime and to defeat uh, Hitler. Completely. So that was the goal. So you had Russia moving in from the east, and and the Axis forces moving in from the west, and they did. They met in in um, Berlin, and they 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 squashed their enemy. They they were then had this whole area to kind of um, basically resettle. There was so much war torn carnage that you're having to repurpose, reallocate, and and in making the uh, kind of accords, if you will. Uh, for for we'll give it we'll call it peace but really it's just the beginning of the cold war um you you had um everything to the east you know where russia was coming from kind of fell under the soviet sphere of influence and everything uh to the west or what jesse was referring as you know orientation but the west fell into the axis uh the the ally the ally um sphere of influence which was predominantly a western culture western civilization sphere of influence um, and, and in saying that, they basically divided Germany right down the line. You had an Eastern Germany, again, Eastern Germany with the Allies, or Western Germany, Western Germany with the Allies, Eastern Germany, Eastern Germany with the with the Soviets. So you have the Soviet sphere of influence on the East and the uh, Allies sphere of influence on the Western side. But the problem is they also divided Berlin, the capital, up. But the capital of Berlin happens to be on the eastern side of Germany, which would have placed the entirety of the city of Berlin, right, in the territory being controlled by the Soviet sphere of influence. So you, so they divided that city in half, which meant only half of the city was under uh, ally uh, control. So you have half or Western of influences. In, correct. You have half of one city, right, under the control of the allies, but the whole city is surrounded by the Soviet sphere of control. <laughs> so we have this real dilemma, right? How do we um, continue to supply, right, Western Berlin when it's in the Soviets controlled territory, right? Just half the city is trying, we're trying to supply from, from the allies' uh, territory. Well, right. initially. But- I mean, initially there were there were trade routes marked, and they were supposed to be protected. But but Russia or the Soviets rather were making some moves, and they actually implemented blockades toward the end of June, which kicked off. Um, I thought I want to say June twenty fourth they imposed blockades, and June twenty sixth is when I believe they started actually carrying out the operation for the Berlin airlift, which then continued twenty four seven until it's. Uh, really victorious ending in may of 1949 essentially they opened up the trade routes again because they were the the basically it was a giant game of chicken right russia was like what are they going to do if we shut down the roads and they can't take their trucks or supplies in 
to Western Berlin anymore. What what will they're they like? Do? We've got these air trucks that we can get in there. <laughs> well, well, that was the question. Will will they are are would would America would the Allies <clears throat> essentially America be willing to fly into Soviet controlled territory and land in Western Berlin to continue to supply? the entire half of berlin with the supplies it needed and the answer was yes was yes and at first they weren't really good at it but by the end uh they were dropping thirteen thousand tons of cargo per day they were per day. Over, per day per day they were overwhelming uh western berlin with supplies and so all it became was this giant beacon of uh, a essentially american fortitude and yeah i don't care i don't care i don't care if you don't like that tough crud it essentially became this and this testament to american fortitude um to to overcome these hurdles to devise a way i mean they had they had way the plane would land it would get refueled uh they would get unloaded and they would bring food out to the pilots and all of this would happen in the course of minutes and then the plane would literally be taxing to turn around and take off as another plane land plane landed they were like clockwork clockwork um, and so the mission was so it's, if you sum that up like what does that have to do with resource and emission well the thing the whole mission here was we have to the mission is we have all these supplies um and we have to get them to western berlin the question is can we do it because the mission originally involved uh, simply driving supplies over roads and trucks. Uh, and it was fairly simplistic and straightforward. But then they had to stop and adapt because their trade routes were blocked by the Soviets. And so now we have to totally change the mission because if they didn't get resources to Western Berlin, it was just going to fall to Soviet Russia and they would have controlled all of Berlin. Instead, Western Berlin remained a beacon of, of Western civilization in the midst of communism. And the Berlin airlift was a testament to the great triumphs of Western civilization uh, against communism. Yeah, and it was one of the, it was the first major victory of the um, liberty loving people um in the cold war yes and amen and then we put men on the moon did we yes yes we did <laughs> yes i don't trust my government to fill potholes in the street with the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars they take from every human being in my state i can assure you that they're not capable of orchestrating an actual conspiracy to the level of the moon landing <laughs> i can guarantee well, if, if they can't fix a pothole how can they put a man on the moon that's what that's what i'm saying yes no i i see your point there and the the answer to that one is they didn't want to they, they don't care about you and your pothole they did care about looking bad to the ruskies and so you have to you have to look at their caring the caring there was to beat the russians I mean, forget you and your pothole. We don't care about you and your pothole. But if we can make the if we can beat the Russians, I mean, hey, yeah. Well, the, the main the main point that we're trying to say is that to have the flow <laughs> in in war, to have the flow of resources stopped, 
would mean that the mission could never be achieved and that defeat would be imminent. Think of think of like a castle um, that is being um, besieged, right? So the, the they are the enemy has surrounded the castle and is not allowing food and water and life sustaining things to go into that area, and then the people start dying, and then you win. Right. Then you have to clear, showed, all, you have to clear showed, all the dead bodies out. It's kind of a yucky job, but it, it would have showed no fortitude or backbone to actually stand up for the freedom that you had espoused, um, and it would have crippled the the message of liberty right at the beginning of the Cold War. Um, and if if they didn't have the fortitude to that, I mean, push pu- pushing where the soft tissue was, what it was the mark of the communists, right? <clears throat> push where they're squish and that's what they would have done they would have continued to do that um more and more because obviously america wasn't going much to like act. they're doing today <laughs> i was just mentioning that and it does seem to have correlation <laughs> um but when we have this wonderful picture of how important it is to resource the mission it gives us a good feel for what we're going to then lead into in understanding the resources that we have for our mission um and then not only the resources, but how firm we have of um, of a source for the resources, if you will, just like those planes. You know, the the, the first the first week or so was not looking so great at the Berlin airlift, but then they really figured it out and really got on board, and all of a sudden they turned it into this beautiful machine of provision supplies. Um, that mechanism right of 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 actually accessing the resources is where it becomes so important in resourcing the mission and when we look at our ability to access the resources that we've been given between the source and the actual resources themselves uh, we should have incredible confidence that we are well equipped uh, to carry out the mission that god has given us yes our checks will always be cashed Boom, 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 Jerry. <laughs> oh man, bonus points if anybody knows what that's from. <clears throat> All right, so bringing this into bringing this from a historical context into the the culture war, the spiritual war that we are we are we find ourselves in, um, we have to look at the flow of our resources, right? The source and the resources in the war against the world, the flesh, and the devil, which we outlined last episode. And the joy of that is that those resources and the source that they come from offer us such tremendous hope because they will absolutely never be depleted or insufficient. Mm. And that that is just the greatest news for us. Yeah, I mean, for all the wussy faith that's going around, all of the cowardly faith that's going around, like that fact and and how we're going to bolster that with scripture in just a moment should be such an encouragement to to get off your butt and put some feet to your faith. Um, like it's just like such a sure promise. It's like I mean, the check's going to be cashed, and you know, transitioning to <coughs> transitioning to just like the uh, this idea i'm losing my tabs here uh transitioning to just the idea that our god is all powerful and mighty and he is always victorious over he over his enemies and he shares that victory 
with us that that when when he calls us to do things that victory is is not dependent on on us and our failure it's dependent on him and his sure victory um the, the first passage i wanted to message message mention <laughs> the first message i wanted to men- mention justin is psalm 18 which is an incredibly long psalm and so i will not read it all but but there are portions of it that that draw on this this very concept if you just look at the first three verses um it says uh this is a psalm of david it says he said i love you O yahweh my strength yahweh is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer my god my rock in whom i take refuge my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon Yahweh who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. I mean, jumping to verse 16, he set, he set uh, from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me for they were too mighty for me. I mean, it's, it's just the, the kind power of Yahweh poured out for his, for his people. Um, I mean, just jumping, just jumping to the end. Um, it says Yahweh lives and blessed be my rock and let the God of my salvation be lifted high. The God who executes vengeance for me and subdues people under me and who delivers me from my enemies. Surely you lift me above those who rise up against me. You rescue me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks to you among the nations, O Yahweh. I will sing praises to your name. He gives great salvation to his king and shows loving kindness to his anointed, to David and his seed forever. And just the confidence and surety that rests in God and who he is and how he deals with his people is should be such an encouragement and a bolster for each and every one of us to know that our resources will continue to come and that the victory isn't dependent on us. The victory has been secured, um, but but that we need to use and utilize these resources that God has given us um, in, in the most confident and comfortable way that we can, knowing that that victory is secured. Um, that is just such a, such a strong, powerful passage that points back to, to God and his, and really his character to do the things that he said he was going to do. So that's why I wanted to mention that one first. Yes. And amen. Um, We've, we found ourselves in the Psalms. I know at at, just at our our worship service at our church uh, often lately, just almost seems like every week that we've been in Hebrews, we've been uh, touching on one of the different Psalms uh, also because in Hebrews, when it begins, the author uses a lot of the Psalms. uh, So they, they, uh, they speak so boldly of God. Uh, It, it's it's very uh, encouraging so um another passage in is second peter one uh verse three which is very concise basically it's second peter peter's just starting off his letter um and basically the first two verses are we are saved in christ what what a glory that is that he has you know manifested his salvation and 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 given us knowledge and growth and, and wisdom and it comes to verse three it says this his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. The very idea that through Christ we have access uh, to all things that pertain to life and 
and godliness. There is nothing that God does not have in his heavenly storehouses that will be withheld from us because he has supplied us with all things that are necessary for our lives and for godliness in our lives, um, which which is to say the the thing for which we were created, right? The thing with, for which God bestowed honor and glory on man in creation when he made him, and that is to magnify the name of God, to carry the Great Commission forward into all the earth, making much of Christ, and we will have everything we need to, to complete that mission, all things. So uh, I think I think our our source and our resources are are going to be real secure <laughs> when it comes to carrying forth the gospel and and being faithful to God on this on this mission. You feel that way? You feel secure, Jess? I feel secure. I'm buckled up. Five point. Five point. <laughs> Is that the Calvinism or the? Seat? No, no, no. I was thinking of like a five point harness. Oh, uh, okay. Which is what the five points of Calvinism are to bad theology. Yes, I believe what he said was, (laughs) I believe what John Calvin said was, I want, I want my, my view here from the scripture to feel like you're getting in an F1 race car. You know, those race cars with the five point harnesses. That's pretty much what he said. And thus Tulip was born. So... Um, on this episode of drunk history <laughs> drunk church history <laughs> oh my gosh could you imagine oh my gosh that show would be so uh, whack and then bro. like you you record it with like just like a bottle of grape like grape juice like welch's like <laughs> it's not even actually dr- drunk in the spirit <laughs> oh, oh my right. gosh that's uh, right. another podcast we have to do that is definitely one that we will not be doing um <laughs> so by this it. time you should be, be asking funny. yourself maybe so while while the while psalm 18 and second peter 1 3 firmly ground us that our source and our source of access to and the resources we will receive are are going to be in vast supply and they are from god who will not fail in any way so that we should feel very secure in this you might be thinking to yourself what are some of those resources that god has graciously bestowed upon us to accomplish the mission. Um, and we're going to look at three tonight. Well, I'm glad that you asked that question, Justin. Why, thanks, buddy. I was wondering if we could find maybe three. You think we can find three? I think we could find at least three. All right. And then maybe we could take those three, and our hope is next week when we look at taking these resources into the practical boots-on-the-ground level, um, fleshing them out. And what you'll see is that the things we'll talk about next week will include all three of these um, these resources um, and, and in some ways, these resources themselves are part of that that practical application. Um, but this is these are these are three large views of resources that God gives us to carry forth this mission. All right, so we'll start with number one. What's our first resource, Jesse? Our first resource, Justin, is why did you change your voice, Jesse? I'm not really sure. I'm going with mean? a little bit of a game show voice right now. Okie dokie, go right and ahead. For- and f- behind door number one, <laughs> we have uh, God the has- new God. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. That's another reference. Wheel of fish. Um, the- that reference too. <laughs> the first, 
uh, one of the first things that we thought of uh, when we're talking about resources, resources from our commander to fight this war. Uh, he's given us his word. He yes, has given are. us his sure word. Um, I mean, that's it, it is almost cliche to visit Second Timothy three, um, but of course we We're must do this. This is correct. It's you know obligatory. Passages are in their stereotypes, and Second uh, Timothy three sixteen and seventeen says this: says that all Scripture is God breathed and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be equipped having been thoroughly equipped for every good work yes um, amen and and so and so we have a god who speaks we have we have those words recorded and every single one of those words is for uh is to resource um his army in carrying out the mission um and we'll we'll next week we'll dive into what that means a little bit more as we look at um, the different pieces of the armor of God, but um, you know. Oh, whoa! Don't give it away. Whoa! No, 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 no! I didn't give anything away. It was just a little, just a little, just a little drop. Just a little. I'm just, just a little lick of the lips there. Just it's a tease. It's yeah, called a tease. tease. Um, and obviously, the, the you'll see how all of these will are 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 themselves, you know, boot on the ground resources as well. Because in order to speak about the many things we're going to speak about next week, we're going to be in the word, right? The, the resource. And that resource is going to spill over into even more resources that he gives. It, it, they have this unfolding effect because his resources are obviously literally unlimited. He is God, right? The earth is the, the, earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The Lord sits in the heavens and does as he wishes. Um, these, are, these are facts of, of life. And so when God gives us the mission, he is going to complete the mission through us. And he's going to do that for his glory and for our good. All right. That was the word, number one. And number two, the number, the second thing on our list behind door number two is his spirit. God gives us the Holy Spirit. Here is uh, Jesus speaking about this. Um, as he's as he's uh walking towards the cross and in moving towards the cross uh he he speaks um he speaks for the disciples to hear and understand that he has he has hope and plans for for him for them beyond his his earthly ministry and in saying that, he leads to John 14, 26, where he talks about what will come after him, right? Verse 25 says, these things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you. In verse 26, he says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you peace i leave with you my peace i give to you not as the world gives do i give to you let not your hearts be troubled neither let them be afraid so in these three verses because i kept reading in these three verses we have a connection to the very spirit that dwelt in christ while he was ministering on earth that's the spirit we have the spirit of christ in us the holy spirit indwells his believers and that is not, it's not, a, that's not a small detail, Michael. Like that's a, 
which is perfect for the background. I just realized where I'm at, right? That's a, that's a quintessential aspect of the Christian life is that the Holy Spirit is there to lead and guide, right? To, to reach down into the depths of our souls, to, to make, um, in intercessory prayers for us in those times where we're struggling with even the words to say the holy spirit illuminates the word he has gifted us his spirit so that we can have a peace in the midst of the turmoil of this battle what a resource uh that christ would give to us the gift of the helper the holy spirit yes and amen oh yes and amen we do have another verse for that you want to read Acts 238 jesse um, I sure will, uh, just in case people thought that that one wasn't enough. Um, this is yes, the words uh, of Christ, just in case you weren't satisfied with the words of Christ. How dare you? Yes, Sorry. this is uh, this is Peter um, in one of his expositions right at the beginning of Acts uh, in Acts chapter two. It says in Peter uh, verse 38, it says, and Peter said to them, repent and each of you be baptized in the name of, of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, more sure words, uh, more unwavering words as to the receipt of, of the resource of that third person of the Trinity um, for each and every believer. Um, and truly, honestly, without the Spirit, the word would be inert. In, in terms of its usefulness for us, the Holy Spirit and his interpretive power um, to, to reveal God's word to the eyes and hearts and minds of the believer is uh, is essential to being able to understand the word. So, yeah, um, the word of God would essentially carry the same weight as it does for someone who, at least at this as of this moment, has not come to, to salvation, has not been uh, a made alive again in Christ, made alive again in Christ. Right. So like somebody who you can think of how, how someone like, um, James Lindsay or, or Jordan Peterson uses the word of God. They see it as, uh, having value. Um, but they don't see it as having nearly the, the truth, the, the weight of the power that's the, in it, the authority, the Holy spirit, right. The authority of the Holy spirit can illumine for those that are in Christ. So yes. And amen. Jesse, what's behind door number three? <laughs> the third resource that we door have. Door number three. The third resource is give generously and donate to the Carpe Fide <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, that's you put that in there, didn't you? I'm so sorry. Are we a non? Are we a nonprofit in some way? <laughs> We're, We're a, a non-entity. <laughs> we are non-nothing. We are. A, we are an absolutely free resource of oh my word. No, <laughs> it, it doesn't say that. Um, no, we, we tried to say this in the most militaristic way to, to fit the theme. Um, the third resource, just in a very, again, a very meta um, type view, uh, is uh, he has given us uh, the rest of his troops. He has given us our brothers and sisters in Christ, our brothers and brothers, our band of brothers. I'll play the guitar. Um, for <laughs> for fighting because um a, a christian living in isolation is certainly uh not an effective one and uh certainly not really even a biblical one really um christ yeah, where, if, if god has given you a church and you're living in isolation dear christian just repent and and become part of a church right 
not saying that's everybody's ability for God has placed us all into different contexts, but where there is a two or three gather in his name, <laughs> do that. <laughs> that's scriptural. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like that. It's like that classic song, you know, take me to church. That's a classic song. That song is no, like what, eight years old tops six, maybe. Yeah. That's not great either. It's not. It's you think like, oh wow, this is got a positive message about church. Then you listen to the song, you're like, no, no, love story. No, 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 that's not what that's about. All right. Anyway, but we um, we have scripture to back this one up too, Justin. Yes. You, so you, you, I believe you have this pulled up. I do. And just a reminder, we will be drilling more down on the troops next week. All of these, all three of these, drilling. Very, meta. very meta. So in Ephesians one, you have the full. You have this beautiful layout of God. Layout. The I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit working together from the very, from before the foundations of creation were ever laid to bring about salvation in the life of a believer. And it is the unpacking of the full manifest glory of God in his workings from, from before, through creation through christ and into the church and so when you come to the end of ephesians 1 and we read verse 22 here's what we read and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all then those two verses are just like like mind-blowing to think he has given the church christ as head over the church and his body the church is the fullness of him who fills all in all that is that is mind-blowing um and in fact the the whole book of ephesians leads you um in a very personal way to walk in maturity and then it hinges right into just being about the church. It's, 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 here's, here's what you should do, right? What you are, what God has given you, your identity, and your identity is found in being connected to the body of Christ. Be a part of God's community. Um, and so it would make sense to end chapter one in such a beautiful, illuminating way. Uh, to, to call us into the reality that Christ is the head of the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And so the church, the troops, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ as the church, we are uh, a, a very real and living resource uh, that God has given. And so when you think about these three resources together, when you think about his word, his spirit, and his people, the, the, the troops, the church, that are given, in in a in a way of totality all resources necessary to move forward in victory as we all know sin and death have been conquered already then we can feel very confident that we're not going to outrun our supply lines nothing's going to disrupt them nothing's going to cut us off from the things that we need to complete the mission that god has given us we can feel confident that God has supplied us with all that we need to achieve his mission. Amen. 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 
and that should cause us to rejoice yes um you know i i was thinking uh and i, I think we mentioned it even before we started recording like just real quick going back to the the troops point like like when when we when we consider like our enemies right the the world the flesh and the devil even even the enemies inside the wire even the enemies within our own selves really need the help of the troops to to be purged like you can't even fight sin by yourself right in all reality because the people around you can see your sin and hold you to a greater account than 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 you can in your weakness and so even when we're dealing with the most quote-unquote private um you know of issues or, or or struggles or or aspects of the war they're not really that private and and availing yourself to the resource of god's troops the the church community the local church community um is a vital is a vital part of winning those battles um against the world of flesh and the devil so but now you yes. can actually segue to, to end the episode <laughs> no, that was fantastic i'm glad i'm glad you spoke up um we want we want to be encouraged uh, and like, it, it feels like it feels weird to say, cause it feels like it's, it, it's almost like you were, tr if you look at it from too much of a humanistic perspective, when you're trying to use these terms and these words, right. But like the reality that we are to be happy warriors, happy cultural warriors, um, we are to be this, this joyous army in the midst of a great battle because the outcome is determined. God does win his victory over sin and death our great enemies is already final um this what is happening now are are the specifically the battles that have been ordained and purposed for the ever-increasing glory of god here right the 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 magnifying of god's name and that's that's what that's what we're called to do and this should actually be very encouraging to us no, the fact that we've been given a mission that is something we can't actually do ourselves, but God will do and is doing through us. The fact that we have no way of actually accomplishing this mission, but God is the source of all the resources that we need and we have access to them whenever we need them. These are such wonderful gifts and we should be greatly encouraged and i think only more so encouraged when we start to get into the nitty-gritty of all right how do we carry these resources forward in a practical way how do we practically bring these resources to bear where we are right now and and get this mission moving in in each one of our lives and each one of our our families in each one of our churches each one of our communities because that is indeed the call um so yeah Great job, Jess. Hey, man, I couldn't have done it without you. You, you know, you could have. I think you could have probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'd be in bed. I'd be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so sleeping right now. <laughs> I'm nothing but a, I'm nothing but a hype man. I'm just over here trying to get you motivated, baby. That's all I do. <laughs> hey, man, I stayed awake the whole episode. <laughs> Fantastic job. <laughs> it doesn't oh, always man. happen. <laughs> no. No, between now that, that we're on camera, asleep, though, I feel the pressure. I feel the pressure between that and falling asleep at church, man. When I'm teaching, it's just like I feel, <laughs> I feel some kind of way most of the time when I'm talking. You're sleeping. 
My circadian anyway, rhythm is all sorts of messed up, man. It, it's yeah, it's not your fault. It's it really a long time ago. It's everyone else. Spoken like a true millennial. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Dear Aren't listener. You a millennial uh, too? <laughs> yes, I am definitely a millennial. Yes. Yeah. But I'm the second. They like reclassified me because I was the earliest of the millennials, like before we didn't actually grow up with cell phones, right? And grow up with the internet, like the latter half, the latter portion of millennials did. I don't know. They re, they're stupid. These these age qualifications are only good for identifying like what the heck was happening when you were alive. It doesn't matter. They're just trying to they're just trying to break us apart, man. They're trying, they're trying to, to make it. They're trying to they're divide us, man. Don't let them do it. Don't let them do it, man. We're one. Rage against the machine. Down with the man. <laughs> oh, done. man. Oh, dear listener, we do hope that this has been encouraging to you. Um, as we are doing video, this will not be synced in any way, but we still hope to encourage you to seize, seize the faith. faith. <laughs> still funny to me. Every time. Every single time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got to figure out a way to make, it, to make it actually do that at the end. Just like oh, fade the man. video out and then just like cut audio on top of it. Anyway, all right. Till next week, everybody. Love you. See ya.